are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Hear me, all right? Here we are. Well, good morning. How about those testimonies? That's unreal. I won't talk about that right now. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll talk about that, but um, yeah. So we're, you know, what what they experienced is going to tie into a lot of what I'm sharing today and what we're going to go after when they're done. Um, when I'm done uh, with them up here, uh, is is actually going to tie in a lot with what I'm sharing because the Lord's really loud right now. Has anybody noticed this? I didn't hear you. Has anybody noticed that the Lord's really loud? Okay, there you are. Remember, I like the uh, interaction, so I'll need you to respond when I ask a question. You guys good with that? There you are. Thanks for the answer. Uh, Okay, turn to John 21 um, and put a kind of just put a finger there or a bookmark or something. We're going to get there in a minute, um, I'm going to share a couple other verses with you before we do that, but um, keep, your, keep your marker there. Uh, yeah, so as I was saying, the Lord is just super loud. Let's see here, I have it marked somewhere here. There we are. Let's see how the wind goes for me. The Lord is super loud in this season. I've noticed it. Um, it feels like uh, we're, we're just seeing him move evidently, if I could say it like that, right? It's super evident uh, how he's moving and what he's doing. Um, and if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, we can see and hear what he's doing. We can take notice of that, yeah? So I wanna challenge you to ask you the question, what's the season? What's the season? You know, it's important for us as we just heard these crazy testimonies to realize we are spirit beings. Anybody know that? We're spirit beings. Okay, you don't believe me, but we'll get to there in a second. Uh, It's important that as spirit beings, we pay attention to what's happening in the spirit. These kids are going for it. They're just having having a blast over there. So we just blessed that, yeah? (laughs) Um, So there is a group of people called the, um, um, let's see, I'll remember it here in just one second. Hang on with me. One, two, three, Issachar, Sons of Issachar. You guys familiar with the Sons of Issachar? Of the Sons of Issachar, men who understood the times with the knowledge of what Israel should do the sons of Issachar are interesting. There's an anointing that's on them. Uh, it's said that the Issachar anointing is the unique anointing of the men of Issachar that enabled them to understand the times and seasons to influence and lead Israel. As a result of them doing that, they established the greatest, di- uh, Israel established the greatest dynasty of all time, perpetuated by Jesus, of course. There, there's, there's, uh, there's something to be said to being of, a, of the spirit and paying attention to what is happening in the spirit realm. And when the Lord does something and how he interacts with the earth and how he interacts with his people or even the people, there's a wide variety of this, right? But 
is it, it does us well to pay attention to it because when he interacts with people differently than he did in a previous season, he's releasing a grace. Say grace. He's releasing a grace uh, uh, that's empowering us and enabling us to, to operate and behave and, and ex- have an experience that's outside of what was possible in the previous season. You guys tracking? So when he shifts what he's doing or how he's doing it, it does us well to pay attention to that because if we don't, we'll still try to function as we were in previous season in which the new season, there's no life in it now. This is how the dead religion happens, right? Like Eric Johnson spoke a message some years ago and he said, then he just talked about the example of like, you know, I'm driving down the road and it's, uh, we had our first rain and my windshield wipers weren't working. Like all of a sudden, you know how it is, right? They've gotten worn over the summer and now all of a sudden they, they're not really working efficiently. And he's like, oh, what worked in last season won't work in this season. And so in the same way, we're all navigating life, yeah? We're all trying to figure out, yeah, we'll go there. So we're all trying to figure out where we're going, what the Lord's doing, how we're you know, being who we are, how we're doing what we're called to be. What I love about the environment that we have, what I love about a prophetic community is that we've all been equipped and enabled with the ability to hear the voice of the Lord and see what he's doing. I'm getting ahead of myself, but in, um, in Matthew, uh, Matthew, the Pharisees and Sadducees asked Jesus, hey, can he, they said, hey, hey, can you show us a sign? Because see, they had a value for signs. Can you show us a sign uh, from heaven? And he said to them, when it's evening, you say it'll be fair weather for the sky is red. In the morning, there'll be a storm today because the sky is red and threatening. Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky in the natural, but cannot discern the signs of the times? So he convicts them and challenges them. So you know how to, you know how to discern the natural but can you not see what's happening? The signs of the times, what's happening in the spirit. So when we, I'm gonna unpack this a little bit of what, what this looks like. I wanna remind us a little fundamental piece for us is that we have been called and I love, I mean, this is where I'm just so encouraged at what's happening with the youth. My daughter's a part of that. My son's a part of that. Um, you know, so encouraged about what's happening is what's being activated is the fact that there are people who are of the spirit. When we're having that encounter with Ava uh, uh, Stockman is just sharing this encounter that's unexplainable. We can logically look at that and go, well, what's the purpose? But in the spirit, we look at it and go, there's an activation. There's something happening. There's a spirit being that's coming to life that your physical body cannot handle. And the result is they she be, becomes a gate of heaven, as Steve was just sharing this morning. You open up your gates, open them up, let heaven flow through. And so that's what's taking place in there, having this experience as youth. I didn't have it till I was in my 20s. I was a Christian for a dozen years before ever knowing that there was something like that that was even possible. Now, granted, I kind of knew it happened on the other side of the tracks, but they were really weird. Right? You kind of knew, like, those guys are off the rocker. And here I am. <laughs> so real quick, some just fundamental stuff. 
Jesus is the model and demonstration for our lives. That's fundamental. Do we know that? Do we believe that? It's not kind of, <laughs> do, we, do we live like it? Ooh, I was like, whoa, I didn't, <laughs> what kind of church did I set up into? No, like, do we live like the lifestyle that Jesus exhibited, demonstration for our lives? He lived a lifestyle of the supernatural, signs, wonders, miracles, solutions, wisdom. He lived a life of intimacy with the Father. I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I hear him say. He had an intimate connection. He was the quintessential example of a spirit being on the earth that was living in a natural flesh. It's important you get this. You might want to write it down. I am a spirit being living in a natural flesh. There's nothing wrong with your natural flesh. We're not going to get into that teaching right now, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's been redeemed. It's being redeemed. It's in the process, all that stuff. But you are a spiritual being. And if we aren't able to like, really embrace who we are in our identity as the new creation that we've been born again, like everything we say, but really playing the tape out to realize I can encounter heaven like this. I can lay my hands on someone and they recover. Why? Because you are a spirit being that sits in heaven. It says you're seated in heaven with him that you are citizens of heaven. It even says that, doesn't it? That we are there currently. That's a current statement. That's not a past statement. That's not a future statement. That's current. You have been seated with him in heavenly places. And that when we live from there, and this is what Jesus demonstrated and modeled so well, is a life of living from heaven to earth so that heaven happened on the earth. Uh, intimacy with the Father. Uh, he demonstrated a supernatural leadership that we probably wouldn't be able to John Maxwell our, uh, ourselves uh, uh, to explain, right? If you're familiar, any leadership stuff, if you've been, like leadership is a, a huge thing. It's been a huge growing market in the last 15, 20 years, but like none of it would be able to explain why Jesus would say, come, drop your nets and follow me. And two guys drop everything, their inheritance, their livelihood, their life, their family, they drop everything and they'd say, yes, I'll follow and leave everything to go to nothing. Like there's no leadership books that's gonna explain why that happens, what kind of leadership attribute the presence of God, excuse me, Jesus carries and why, why that was possible. And the reason it's possible is because of supernatural grace. There, there, we have to understand that as a supernatural, as a spiritual being, we have to realize there, we, have a, 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 we live from a different realm. Okay, there, you'll believe me by the time we're done. <laughs> he, he lived a life where he was living from heaven to earth, hearing and doing the words of the Father. He exhibited and, and, and didn't, you got to understand when you're living a life in the spirit, like we see with Jesus and like what we're called to do, he's not, you know, it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Jesus exhibited it. And you got to think, we think in terms of like, oh, I got to be patient right now. I've just got to be patient with this situation. Like, Gosh, darn it, if they guys were just so, you know, if they had their stuff together, we'd be able to do this a lot faster. I just, but I'm just being patient. Lord's teaching me patience. No, 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 there's no patience happening there. There's no patient there, nothing. 
You're like frustrated and have anxiety and you're upset, you're mad, you're angry. There's no patience happening. And he's not teaching you patience. We'd be seeing patience if it was. <laughs> like, we gotta be real. This Jesus isn't living a life where he's like, okay, I gotta be joyful right now. You, you know, Peter, you're really blowing it. But I gotta really like guard my heart. Like, Jesus isn't doing that. He is the Spirit. He is the Spirit. He is patience. He can't not be who he is. He is joy, love, peace, kindness, gentleness. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's, a, it's a I am. It's not a I have to be. I'm working on. I'm trying. Nope. Go to school and ministry. We'll talk about that stuff. They're accepting applications, by the way. Um. So Jesus lives this life. He models this life of the spirit. This is why we are so glad we died. We're so glad we died because in the natural, there is no possible way we could live a life like this. It's actually impossible. But, you, but, but we have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer us who lives, but it's now Christ who lives in us, right? We now live, the life I now live is by the faith in the son of God. I can now live a life that's, uh, my old man has been crucified. It's dead. I was in the likeness of his burial. I was buried in the likeness of his resurrection. I was raised up. Romans six, right? Like we have, we're dead. We now live a life in the spirit. And this journey is when, again, I'm not going to get into this piece of it, but this journey is now our soul and our body catching up to the reality of who we are in the, in the spirit. That's the sanctification process. That's the process where I need to respond, be obedient to what the Lord's doing so that I can become and begin to live the life that has already been birthed in me. We are a new creation. He is, any man who's in Christ is a new creation. Old is gone, new has come. We've been made alive in Christ. Amen? But, but we gotta understand that there's a, this spirit life is so radically different than what we could cognitively work out in our heads. We can't understand what he's doing. We can't under, you know, we first believe and then we understand. We don't understand before we believe because it doesn't make sense. He died and he raised again. And now he's gonna, if you just say, I receive you, now you, di you died and rose again too. Does that make, that makes no sense. I mean, that is like, we thought like the, the people swinging the flags were crazy. That's crazy. No offense, Kim, I, I love the flags. I'm a flag waver too. Nobody knows that. Now everybody does, but... Like, does, does, does that make sense? Like, we, we can't be led by our intellect because we'll miss when the Lord is doing something different in a season and he's saying, I'm breathing like this now. Couldn't we have this anointing like the sons of Issachar to say, I recognize the signs and the times. You know, Chris challenged us a couple years ago, Chris Valentin, and he gave us a prophetic word. And in the word, he says, all I can tell you is this, uh, uh, recognize the season, recognize the word of the Lord and behave accordingly. So this will be our homework. Recognize the season, recognize the word of the Lord over us, behave accordingly. There's something powerful happens when the Lord speaks. I know that's profound. In John 21, if you go to John 21, all right, one through six. So 
Uh, let me get there in a second. So let, let, I'll get there in a second. So, so it's these seasons, right? If, you, if, you're new, if you're new to the place, you're saying, what the heck's he talking about a season? What's a season? Like I know fall, winter, summer. what are we talking about seasons in the spirit? If you've been around for a while, you're like, yeah, man, I'm in a new season. The Lord's just doing something new. It's like, I got this next season. It's just a season right now. And if you've been around for a while, you're like, oh my God, another season talk. Are we talking about the season again? Like we're not, this, this is old, man. We're not doing seasons anymore. Like we're, we're on to new things now. That was like, you know, the last 20 years. No, the Lord, we, we, we recognize it all through the scripture. Seasons are the way in which the Lord interacts with his people. Sometimes it's personal. Well, all the time, right? We'll all find ourselves in some personal season where the Lord's drawing us through something and, and, and interacting with us in a certain way. And then, and then there's times where it's like, the, like the, the family or your local body. So like us as Bethel Atlanta would be going through a season. If you've been here for a while, we're, look around, we're in a season, <laughs> right? It's outdoor church. Uh, and, then if you, and, then, and then if you can even step a further back and go, oh, there's a season over the body of Christ and how he's interacting with it. And I would even go further to say that sometimes there's a step in which he's interacting or, 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 or there's a season over the, over the uh, whole of the inhabited earth and creation as itself. And that was something Chris Valton talked about a few years ago, releasing a word over a season that was not just subject to the church. It was actually over the whole. And we saw fruits of it with people that were believers and non-believers, which you put that in the mystery box if you need to. We, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, but that was happening. <laughs> uh, and so it does us well, again, to pay attention to what he's doing with these seasons, because when there's a season and we're able to recognize it, there is a grace attached to it. Grace is a divine influence upon your heart. It's literally the Greek, divine influence upon your heart. It, it, it's more, it, it's included, but not limited to, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, the helping you to do things. Uh, grace is, what, did, what do you say with faith, grace is, uh, it helps me to do things. Ah, shoot, I can't even remember the saying, the saying now. I've, so far, we moved from it. That's great. <laughs> but like, right, mercy I, is, see, I'm trying to find it again. Now, see, we all, we've all been repented. We're good. We've got the right answers now. <laughs> we used to have another saying for it, but I can't remember what it is. I'm sure people remember. So grace is literally divine influence upon your heart, which is where we get this saying, it's the operational power of God. And when we're understanding that, like we got to grasp, again, it's the spirit. It's, imagine if it was like this substance. Kind of put some picture on it, right? Imagine if it's like substance. It's like oil to the gears. Boy, those gear, you get, you know, you got, you're, oh, I won't go there. Like, you got gears, right? And sometimes they're, they're, they don't work. You put oil on them, but boy, they just, they go smooth. Like imagine grace when the Lord says, I've called you this. Grace comes, gives oil, which probably literal, right? And actually enables you to do and function in a way that you couldn't have previous. This is what grace is. For by grace, you have been saved that not of yourselves as anyone should boast. It's actually the oil of God saying here, I'm going to enable you to say yes to me because it's not you that's saying yes, just so you're not confused. It's nothing that you've done. It's this divine influence. So it's, we, we've got to recognize when the grace of God is somewhere or on something or on someone or, or in a season or in a movement or in whatever it is, 
It's why when Toronto breaks out and people flock to Toronto, there's, there's something happening that people come and grab and have an experience and take and go take it somewhere else. Like that's real. It's so crazy in the natural. Like it doesn't make sense. You can't cognitively work out why that works because it doesn't. But we are not of the natural. We are of the spirit. Romans 8 tells us, isn't it? We are of the spirit. And so if we are after the spirit and live after the spirit, we have our minds on the things above and not on the things below, we can live a life where we recognize we have an intimacy with the father and we can recognize this is what he's doing right now. I hear it, I feel it, I'm experiencing it. And then we can adjust our lives to match what he's doing so that we can experience the breakthrough, the, the promises, the whatever he's leading because we can't see. We can't necessarily see where, where you know, I love, uh, you know, I love like life coaching. I've done coaching and stuff. It's like, where do you see yourself in five years? Likely you won't be there. <laughs> I like our school, like, what is your dreams? And I'll tell them, likely those won't happen. <laughs> I know, everyone's like, what the heck, why, why? Because we're so limited in our capacity to see. Now they're beautiful and they give us this shot to start moving forward. And sometimes they come to pass and sometimes they happen in ways we couldn't have imagined because we couldn't have imagined. Sometimes we find ourselves doing things and in places we would never have dreamed. I live on a cul-de-sac. You don't know this. I have five acres in mine in a farm. <laughs> Never in my life would I thought I'd be on a cul-de-sac. And I flipping love it. I love it. I got a cart path. I can get around Petrie City. Man, Petrie City got its claws into me. I'm like, this is, I love this. This is fantastic. And you, uh, anyone that knows me would be like, what in the world has happened to Dan? Because there's no way I would be okay with living on a cul-de-sac. But you're like, doing things and being things and, and experiencing things and finding yourself in places you could never have dreamed because you responded to what the voice of the Lord in the season that he was calling it. And you're led by the Lord. Sounds like Jesus. I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear him saying. We only go where he goes. Is that Brian Johnson or is that Jesus? It's one of them, right? It's a song if you don't know it. This is how powerful it is. John 21. After these things, Jesus manifested himself again. So this is after the resurrection. Manifested himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And he manifested himself in this way. Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee. In Galilee. And the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples were together. And Simon Peter, Simon Peter, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. Any fishermen's in here? Any, anybody like fishing in here? All right, there we go. Peter says, I'm going fishing. Just like that too. And they said to him, we'll also come with you. And so they went out and they got into the boat and that night they caught nothing. Now, I don't, I don't know if you fish, if, you're, if, you, if you fish, you know, it's not called catching, it's called fishing. Right? You're not, you're not guaranteed you're gonna catch anything and boy, does it stink when you're just out there. I, I can't, I gotta like, I can't bait fish. Like I gotta have like action and stuff going on. And, and like, if nothing's happening, I'm not catching anything. I'm like, hey, I'm onto the next hole and I'm gonna move around. I like, it, it drives you nuts. And that can happen in an hour for me. But these guys are doing this all night, catching nothing. And they're out in a boat. So I guess they're trolling. I, I don't know how they're doing it back then, right? <laughs> they don't have a motor. <laughs> and so here they are out fishing, catching nothing all night. Now, when the day was breaking, Jesus stood on the beach and said, 
to the, and the disciples didn't know it was Jesus. And so Jesus said to them, hey, children, have you, have you, do you have any fish? Or no, he said, do you, you do not have any fish, do you? And they answered him, no. Which is wild, because he's 100 yards off the, off the shore, so it's wild that they're even having a conversation. He says to him, cast the net on your right-hand side of the boat, and you'll find a catch. So they cast, and then they were, able to, they were not able to haul it in because of the great number of fish. When Jesus speaks a word, something is possible that wasn't possible in the previous season. We fished all night long and caught nothing. Like, I don't know about you, but I mean, that's like the epitome of hope deferred. Like, man, you're fishing all night, like, like minutes, hours. We're only here for a couple hours. Could you imagine being, doing this for 24 hours, just waiting? Maybe this cast. Maybe this cast or this net. I guess they did nets, right? Maybe, maybe this net. Maybe we'll catch this and well, let's go over there. We'll, maybe over there. well, it looks like I see something. Maybe we'll try that over there for hours, hours. And then this guy that they don't know is Jesus is sitting on the shore and said, hey, why don't you cast on the right side? You'll catch something. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? He's going to tell us armchair quarterback sitting over there telling us what we should be doing. We've been doing this all night and we do this for a living. When Jesus speaks, something is available that wasn't previously. They cast to the other side and boom, catch and catch that they couldn't even barely haul in. The grace released something to be possible. It's important we hear the voice of the Lord. It's important we recognize what he's doing so that we can adjust our lives to co-labor with it. Because when that happens, we experience breakthrough, we experience favor. We ex I'm not saying it's easy, so don't confuse, right? We can have an engine with all the oil and it's easy, but we might still be going up a mountain. So we're not confusing grace with easy. Just leave that there. <laughs> so something is possible than before, uh, 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 where it wasn't before. So I, that's like my quick foundational fundamental piece. We'll uh, get to what I really wanted to share with you guys. Because the Lord is saying we're in a new season. I'll speak specifically to Bethel, Atlanta. I think there's some personal people. You'll, you'll experience some of this personally. I think there's probably some of this corporate, like larger. I, I don't know. I don't know that because my head's not in there at this point. So, uh, but I do know like for us as Bethel, Atlanta, the Lord is uh, shifting our season. Lindy had a word. Uh, a week ago in our prayer time uh, where she said for the day before, if I remember right, uh, all she kept hearing was the word shift. And then we have the rooster. Anybody remember the rooster? Y'all, who, who heard the rooster last week? Right? So then we have a rooster and the rooster shows up and, and he's doing his uh, crowing. Justin was giving, giving us some examples last week. Um, then we have the rooster show up and then it was like the Lord started like really unveiling, like there's, there's something large happening with Bethel Atlanta right now in this season. I feel like there is an overlap of seasons in this moment right now. Like that's the culminus. And we, we had said this uh, like six months ago. It was funny because it wasn't like I was hearing anything like profoundly prophetic, like how oh, there's a culmination movement coming, you know, moment coming in June and there's gonna be things happening. Like it was just like, hey, I think there's something happening in June. 
And, and then now we're in June and literally first weekend of June, we've got the rooster shows up. Now this is funny. And, and, and if you're not familiar with us, you're gonna be like, what is he talking about a rooster? Why is he talking about a rooster? How many of you guys saw the movie Troy? Remember that old movie Troy? Remember when they were getting their battle like strategy from the, the guy that was like, there was two crows flying in the evening in, in, the, in the sky today. It tells us we're gonna have a victory. And, and then like, you know, uh, well, I can't remember his name. Uh, Hector, Hector shows up and he's like, who is this guy? How are we getting our battle strategy from crows that are flying in the air? Like, they've got Achilles. We need to like get on, get on guard, you know, like it sounds wild, but is it not this, the language of God? English isn't his first language. He speaks in so many different ways. And if we're not of the spirit, then we'll miss it because in the natural, it makes no sense. It's like, whose rooster is that? And why is he around? Why is he even here? He's, now he's bothering us. He's become a pest. What if heaven is talking? What if heaven is saying something? And so we started digging around about the rooster. And it's kind of funny because uh, it starts to speak to some things that we were feeling all year. And some other things that we've been now, even in terms of like as a senior leadership, just brooding over with vision of where we're going and what we're, what we're moving toward, it begins to speak specifically to that. The, I, I, my word is the rooster's calling in a new day. There's a shift. This is a culmination month, June, where there's this overlap of seasons the Lord is, uh, the rooster represents a fanning out with brilliance, showing the world you're there. Shimmering its facets of all its personality. A time to celebrate uniqueness. It signifies fortune, which is interesting because we've been going after this debt-free by 23 word. It signifies pride, hope, a new day, resurrection. Roosters teach us to use our voice. Mm. As all the prophetic people are like, ooh, yeah, right. <laughs> you've got your intercessors, you've got your like, you know, prophetic intercessors. You have your intercessors, but then you have prophetic intercessors. They're the weird ones, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? You're like, you got some that are interceding, just praying, and then you got the weird ones that are not like sticking swords in the sand and sprinkling oil and stuff and like, right? I'm grateful for this because this is how we hear. And these are the giftings and anointings that are on people's lives that help us to see those of us that don't see that way, help us to see what heaven is doing so that we all can be a part and shift and adjust our lives to line up with what heaven's doing. Roosters teach us to use our voice. They carry confidence, candor, and bravery. Confidence. Honesty, bravery. A fiery spirit tied with immense passion. So pretty wild, this little, this rooster shows up and we're just like, what, what the heck? Like, it sounds so weird, but it's there. And as you begin to dig in and, and hear the Lord lead us in, in what the rooster represents, it, it really is signifying a new season, a season shift, something that we felt a while ago. Um, Bethel Atlanta has been in a season of hiding. The most common things we hear from people is, I didn't know Bethel Atlanta was there. I didn't know there was a Bethel in Atlanta. 
Anybody else had that experience? Like, oh, I didn't know there was a Bethel here, right? Like, I didn't know there was a Bethel in Atlanta. There's been seasons where we've tried to be, uh, 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 like, show ourselves off to the world, but it wasn't time. It didn't happen. Justin heard a word last year, a year ago, so the most apostolic thing we can do in this season is get our word out to the world get our message out. And that's when we moved to a streaming church. And, and uh, uh, regardless of COVID, we were just gonna be a streaming church. We were just directed by the Lord. And here we are now coming along and, and hearing this too. Oh, you guys, the world is getting ready to know you're here. You guys are like, okay, no. The, the world is getting ready to know you're here. Like we had words where they said people will drive off the interstate and come in here and not even know why and show up. And we can hear that. And what's wild, and this is what's wild, is like sometimes it's hard to see what the next season is when you're in this season. And then you've been in it for a long time. Like we've been in a hiding season. We've been in a season of, of, uh, of um, outside, outdoor church. <laughs> we've been in open door, you know, 33 months we've been doing this this. Sometimes in a tent, sometimes not, sometimes over there. So we did a couple sessions out in the parking lot. You guys remember those who was there for the parking lot church, right? Like you never know what you're going to get when you show up. <laughs> where, where are we going to be at today? We've been in a wild season and it's been 33 months. And I don't know about you, but it sounds like we've been fishing all night. And if the Lord says, why don't you cast your nets over here? For those of us that have been doing it for 33 months, are kind of like, man, I'm, I got the hope for that. I don't have the expectation for that. I'm weary. I'm tired. I'm drained. Do you know how much work this is? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work with, with not a much immediate reward. We've got some beautiful services. We, you know, obviously we do that, but you're not like, when are we impacting the city of Atlanta? Like, that's what we're called to do, but this is what we've been doing. We've been in a season of hiding. The city's getting ready to know we're here. They're gonna come to the door. And it's hard to see it because it's like, the cast, cast it one more time. And we're like, oh, I don't know. If you can hear what the Lord's doing, if we can co-labor and respond to what he's doing in this season, can we shift and adjust our lives? and cast our nets one more time and not let the weariness or the hope deferred drive us and instead cast our, our nets to the word of the Lord or be responsive to grace. We've been in a season of 300. If you've been here for any amount of time, you've heard Steve share. He's, he heard the Lord say, Find 300, they'll find 1,000, and they'll, they'll impact your city. It feels like a 300 season. Like we, we keep, okay, Lord, we're ready. Nope, not yet. Have them go back and get more water. Like we're, like we're just in this season of like, just hold, hold, been in a holding pattern. And so there's a significant, the rooster has called in a new day. It is, uh, the voice of the Lord is saying, I'm shifting your season. There's an overlap from weariness to uh, 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 breakthrough. If we can posture ourselves differently, 
and respond in the Spirit. That means we recognize what the Spirit is doing and we respond accordingly. That's why what's happened with the youth is so powerful because it happened in June. Boom. Here it is again. They're gonna pray for us up here today. What is the Spirit doing? He's moving on our youth. He showed up. The glory of God is present. People are getting healed. They're getting impacted. They're getting encounters. They're having radical stuff happen inside. We've only heard three or four testimonies of all of them. Recognize it. What is our responsibility? Well, respond accordingly. Like if I'm of the spirit and I see the spirit move, I want what they have, so come lay hands on me. Because when you lay hands on people, what happens? Stuff. All kinds of stuff happens. You lay hands on people, stuff happens. They get healed. They get delivered. Sickness goes away. The presence of God shows up. Dreams, trances, visitations of angels, visitations of Jesus. I mean, fill in the blank. Lots of things happen because you are a gate of heaven. And when you open yourself up and allow the heaven to flow through it, it happens. From the laying on of hands, they imparted gifts to men. Like that doesn't make sense in the natural. But if I can recognize what the season is and what the Lord's doing, will we adjust our lives to respond accordingly? We can easily go, well, that's great. That's happening in the youth. I remember when I did that. That's awesome. They're having that. It's going to be so good for them. We can do that though. But we're of the spirit. We are of the Spirit, and if we recognize something happening in the Spirit, then respond according to it. Are you hungry for more fire? They're carrying it. I want it. Get your hands laid on, right? Like, like get, get their hands laid on you. Like, that's, that's the way we function, recognizing in a worship service that the Spirit is flowing and moving. There's something Amari's singing, and it's like, oh, there's wind on that. The Lord's speaking. <laughs> Tune your ears. We're not just here to have a good time and celebrate Jesus and know each other and experience each other and move on. We're here to be supernatural beings that are gonna have a supernatural impact on the earth because what we, our lives are meant to do is transcend the natural bounds of this earth. I, don't, I gotta say that again. Like your life, like Jesus, like we saw with Jesus, is meant to transcend the earthly bounds, the elemental, elementary principles, as Paul would say it, the elementary principles of this earth where if you laid hands on someone that doesn't work in the natural but it does in the spirit and that's what we are is of the spirit when I hear the voice of the Lord say something and I, and I respond according in my day to day life breakthrough happens things shift our lives are radically different because of it because there was grace to make it happen I responded to what the Lord was saying and doing it's imperative for us as believers to live like this. Because if after the season we've had, it, it, it baffles me to think there's people that don't have this and how hard it would be to navigate without being able to hear or see or have hope or have any sort of expectation. Think of how it's been draining on us alone. Mix in COVID, mix in all the things, right? How it's been draining on you alone, let alone someone who doesn't even have that grid. So we're grateful for a life in the spirit. We're grateful we died. <laughs> we're grateful that now we live, but now we live. 
We don't just live a better life. We live a life of supernatural. Where when we lay hands on people, we bring words of hope and encouragement to people. A prophetic word that will change the trajectory of their life. Whether they're believers or not, that's the power you carry. That's what we have. And if that's the case, then how do we respond? And so there's a shift in our season. In this season now, the Lord's taking us into a season of of being seen. He's taken us into a season of uh, a thousand. He's taking us, we've been in a season of 300. He's taken us into the season of the, of the 1,000, which means people are gonna come to you and wanna know where you go to church. You've gotta hear this. You gotta remember, man, I know I'm, I'm going. I'm sorry, I'm going. You, you gotta remember the, the, the net's being cast on the other side right now. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying cast the net on the other side. I'm saying they're gonna ask you where you go to church. And I know we've heard this and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I literally just had this happen twice in one day. And I'm, I'm really like the covert missionary, right? Like I'm in the business realm. I'm not in there like, just like, you know, hey, you should come to church with me. Like, I'm just kind of covert. Let me serve you, love you. I'm just gonna like show up with the kingdom and, and influence this, this area that I find myself in. But I had it happen twice in one day where they're like, so uh, where do I go to church on Sunday? What's, what's the address? And I didn't ask them. I didn't even tell them. I just said, actually, I did the opposite. I'm like, you gotta understand we're outside. <laughs> Look, you're stepping into some things. You don't know what you're stepping into. I feel guilty. That I feel bad to invite you to church because this is what we got going on. But they're, but they're asking. I had the craziest experience. I'm not going to tell the whole story. Someone followed me into my driveway. My house. And I was like, uh, can I help you? They're like, oh, I've been being trained in the spirit and I'm just following what the Holy Spirit's saying. I'm like, okay, what, what, what's he saying? It, it, it ended up being this whole, like literally the spirit led her. I might, I live in a cul-de-sac. It's not like I'm like downtown where it's easy to find my house. Like followed me into my driveway and I'm having this crazy interaction and, 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 and discussion where I'm just like now giving her guidance of the spiritual. I'm like, no, I'm spirit savvy. You found the right place. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's great. I'm like, like, look, look. She's like, where do I, I'm like, you should be in a group of people that are also on this journey. Where should I go? Well, we're in Tyrone. We're outside. Like, <laughs> like I'm, and I, this was all just like, this doesn't happen to me. And I'm just like, oh, the Lord shifted. The Lord is shifting. There's something significantly happening with us, the Bethel Atlanta. People are going to come. We've been saying it, but it is now going to happen. And the response for us is respond to the spirit as you feel led. Honesty, candor, bravery, confidence. Will you go after what the Spirit is doing and moving in? Will we respond with wisdom, bravery, courage, faith, hope, love, signs, wonders, and miracles? Will we respond uh, uh, in, in, as a, in a life that's established in the ways of Jesus? Will we honor the Spirit as we see it moving? So when an interaction like that happens, I don't go, you're on private property. <laughs> yeah, this is scary. No, it's, oh, okay, I feel the Lord doing something respond. That's what you've been called to. That's what all of us have been called to. 
a life like that. And it's going, and this is what I feel like this season shift is what's shifting is that's going to up. Like that's gonna increase where you're gonna have crazy moments of like, Jen just shared this, you get a word of knowledge with somebody in a grocery store. And it's not really her word of knowledge isn't even like her main gifting. And here she does it, boom, spot on. Like it's time for us to show up. The Atlanta needs to know we're here because heaven has had us holding and now is releasing releasing us to the world at Atlanta. Now it's time. Atlanta will be impacted. The thousand will come. We will see crazy uh, uh, statistics change in our city because we showed up. There's grace. So it's, I want to encourage you and charge you, recognize the season that is, that is happening right now. And can we hear the Lord and see and watch and respond according to what he's doing? Can you stand? Have the, youth, have the youth come up now? You guys want to come up? Yeah, that'd be great. Look, I want to encourage you. I kind of feel like it's very strategic. They're carrying the glory, the presence. I feel like there's some activation that's going to happen even based on the word we, I just shared. Does that make sense? Yeah. Put your hand in the air if you hear me. Yeah. I feel like you coming up and getting a, a, a smack dab dose of the presence of God and glory is going to activate what I just shared. Yeah. Okay, Tracy's got it. Anybody else? <laughs> right? So I want to encourage you, please. Will you will have, you know, we do want you to go get your kids, bring them back to be a part of this. But I want to encourage you, come forward, have the youth pray for you, uh, experience an activation. We'll just pray right now. Lord, we just release heaven over all these youth. Lord, these have been the gates of heaven that you opened up last week. We just saw it happen again this morning as they shared. Lord, just begin to open up the gates wide. And let, them, let your spirit and your presence and let your glory flow like it never has before. Let these be gates and conduits of what you want to do on the earth. And let us as Bethel Atlanta see and recognize what you're doing and, and be hungry to be uh, filled, to be activated, to respond, to be brave, to be courageous. Lord, the time is now. And we just say, yes, we say, yes, we say, yes, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. So guys, come on down. Thank you. Uh, come on down and get some prayer from the youth. I'd encourage you to do that now. Hmm. And have your expectations for fire because they're carrying fire. Set your hope and expectations. Recognize what the Lord's doing. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.